Miss Lisa. Yes. It's been, it hasn't been that long. No. However, I thoroughly enjoyed our last visit. And of course, you're one of my favorite people. So I wanted to have you back on. Well, ever since our last visit, I think I got put on a TSA watch list and an FBI watch list. <laughs> so you're doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> I'm coming back. I, yes. I haven't hit every list yet, but I'm working That's on hilarious. it. That's hilarious. Got to work on it for sure. Yeah. You know, you got to have goals. Goals. Um, I'm excited to have you back in, A, because I want to talk about a couple things. Okay. Number one, you, you and I can talk for hours about politics and, and things like that, but I want to talk about the market, you know. Um, wow. There's some crazy things going on in the market, you know, and as a builder, I see them, but you see them, I think, even more than I do just because you've got a more diverse scope, if you would. Yeah. You know, interest rates are starting to come down Thank a little God. bit. You know, point and a quarter in the last two weeks. I know it's insane. They're going to come down more because it's an election year. Yep. Of course. Fake news. I know. But, but they're coming. So they're coming. let's just take it. Yeah. You know, you and I uh, over dinner the other night, we're talking about even per every point that the interest rate comes down. How many people does that bring back into the market? Eight million buyers. That's insane. It's insane. So we've gained a point and a quarter. So think mm -hmm. about this. Since about December 26th to today. There's been 8 million buyers that have come into the market. My team's seeing it. You know, I've got people from coast to coast, 975 agents, and they've just gotten busy all of a sudden. I've gotten busy all of a sudden. You know, people that are sitting on the fence are coming back. Mm -hmm. So and it's, I'll it, take it. Well, and with that said, too, you know, I was reading an article from the Builders Association mm -hmm. that said month over month last month, new home starts were up 40%. Yes. That's crazy. Do you believe that? I do because you I'm know the, gonna... the the associations, you know, they you know, they're paid to put out good news. Yeah. But, do you, but are you seeing it? Are you starting 40% more houses? I am not. However, I also know that the banks are calling me going, "Hey, ah, interest rates are coming money. down. Do you want to what are you looking at doing?" Okay. So, I know that that's happening. Yeah. With that said, we're going to have a problem no matter what. You know, interest rates come down another point, point and a half. Yeah. You know, if you're able to get a four in there, even a five in there. Five, sub six, we're good. Ugh, I mean, it's going to be insane. Mm -hmm. We have houses online that are fixing to come on the market in the spring and things like that. So I think we're going to be okay. Not like in years past where we've had several, you know. Um, but with that said, we're going to run into another shortage. And the thing that I'm worried about is it's going to do the exact same thing. It's going to drive prices through the roof Absolutely. again. So it's almost like you either have high interest rates that keep some of those people out or you have high prices that may keep some of those people out. And it's right. going to be finding that happy medium. And when that interest rate drops that point, there's going to be a flood. Mm -hmm. And when that flood happens, it's going to take everything down that's that's available. Right. And then prices will start coming up. So interesting. I had um, the senior vice president of Capital Title yesterday on my podcast and um she said that in the last four weeks builders and developers have started taking down all these developments they've called and they said okay we're, we're back on now mm -hmm. so to your point when when the builders start taking down the lots when the builders start coming into the developments they know because what i know is um excuse me first time home buyers it's 40 percent so new homes are 40 percent of what they buy Mm -hmm. That's why we got hung in COVID. One of the many reasons, because the new home builders had to quit building because of COVID. So all of the pressure was put on the pre-owned inventory, mm -hmm. right? So people that would normally go into a new home were having to buy used houses. Of course, the whole world wanted to move to Texas. They got the hell out of California. 
New York mm-hmm. and all the other blue states. Yep. Um, so they were coming to California and Texas. So that put pressure on us. Mm-hmm. Then we had sellers that didn't want to sell because they didn't want people in their house because they were afraid of germs. So all of that being said, we had a crazy amount of pressure put on the market. I don't think we're going to have that kind of pressure put on the market again. You have 3%. You have not enough inventory. You have no new inventory. And you've got people migrating from every corner of the earth to get to Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, perfect storm. Yeah. I do think that um, we're going to see two to three offers on every property. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't think we're going to see 20 to 30. Yeah. But yeah. two to three still, what does that do? Bump, 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 bump when it comes to pricing. 100%. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be a supply and demand thing again. A million you know? percent. Because even, even. Are you ready for supply and demand? Like, 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 are you out taking down lots? I, I have for not coming? yet. Yeah, I have not yet. There's two that I'm looking at, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that, that we can talk about that a little bit too as well. Sounds um, like he needs money. At, you know, <laughs> at, investors are always a great thing, especially yep. for what we're doing these days. You know, we, yes. we're interested in, in paid off income producing properties, you right. know, and, and uh, we want to put, we want to put a dent in multifamily. Yeah. You know, we want to, well, I mean, your strategy is brilliant. You know, I mean, you and I talked about a couple of your project and projects and I was in Arizona with um, the co-author of rich dad, poor dad, uh-huh. Sharon Lecter. And she was interested in investing in one of yours after you know, I laid it out to her. So, yeah. you know, and of course, I, you know, I'm investing in several other people. So mm-hmm. the strategy works, right? Makes but sense. you have to be a smart investor. Exactly. Cash flow, cash flow, exactly. location, cash flow, location number one, cash flow number two. Exactly. Yeah. And $1 on something you have zero debt on is even tremendous, right? right. You know, so and, and things like that help shield you from market trends. You know, the market goes down. If you have something that you're running and you don't have any debt on it, you've got a lot more flexibility right. than those that are fully leveraged. Yeah, and you're not panicked and you're not freaking out. And, you know, you might you might take a, a temporary renter mm-hmm. for half price. Who cares? Yep. It's just money. And it's still cash flow at it's that point, flow. right? Exactly. You know, so it's it's something that I think that, that we'll do well on, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm, I'm pretty excited Yeah. about that for sure. Um, but, yes, we are looking for land. Um the customs are even picking up again. You know, those that do have cash are, are starting to spend it again, you right. know, um, which is extremely helpful well, as because well. Because rumor has it Donald Trump's going to be president again. So they're yep. saying, okay, yep. let's I build. Can, I can I can <laughs> lean into it now. Exactly. Life's about to get good again in I America. Know. I know. Start putting that money into hard assets, you know, because that's the other thing we've been talking about, too, is I'm worried about the American dollar and what could happen to the American dollar over the next six to eight months even, you know, it continues to devalue. And I say it every single time I get on this thing and and start talking about it, but it's true. You know, you've got Iran that just, you know, jumped into the BRIC system as well. That's huge. So help me and everybody who's watching this understand, why is Iran's currency important to us? Because of oil? Well, it's going to be backed, you know, and to come into the BRIC system, they're backed by gold and silver. You know, mm-hmm. and so to be a member of a group that's basically wanting to do away with the petrodollar mm-hmm. and the, the, the U.S. dollar, which is not backed by anything, anything, right? this will ultimately give them more power. Again, those countries don't have to have everything in common. But the thing they do have in common is they're not fans of the U.S. dollar. Right. And they're not fans of um, global tyranny. You know, they don't want a one world government. They don't want you know, one body controlling the entire globe. Mm -hmm. So they're coming together, pulling their resources together, 
that can actually have their tender be backed by something. And that's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, if you have a dollar bill that, that you can utilize and you know that it's not backed by anything, which one are you going to choose? Something right. that's backed by gold and silver? Yeah, paper or gold or silver. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's an asset. And that, that asset is what can be traded, just like real estate. At the end of the day, my thought we're dumping as much money as humanly possible into hard assets, be it real estate, gold and silver. Because if something happens to that dollar, there will be a new currency, right. whether that's crypto, whether that's Bitcoin. No matter what, I truly think that the American dollar is going to disappear within within the next 12 months. With that wow. said. You're more of a conspiracist than I am, well, which I didn't think just, was possible. Well, and it's it's just watching what's going on around us, right? And all the distractions. A hundred percent. Why all of a sudden is Epstein's list so important? We've right. always known who was on that list. A hundred percent. And then... No, you know, the problem was is that Donald Trump was not on the list. Exactly. And because it was not on the list... Yep. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And it's, you know, eyewitnesses and people have sworn testimony saying that they never saw him with anybody and things of yep. that nature. Exactly. So it kind of disproves that point. But let's look at what was going on while that whole rigmarole is going on about the Epstein list. Come to find out, sounds like J.P. Morgan Chase is having some issues. Wow. You know? And, and what, if, what is driving them down? Is it the real estate holdings? Is it their credit card, their debt holdings? Like, what I, is I it? I believe it's the debt holdings, you know? And with that said, with the devaluation of the dollar, right. I think they're hurting. Right. And I think they're also getting ready for a reset of some sort. And it's a currency reset. And we're Wouldn't due it be for interesting it. if China or someone came in and bailed them out? Because now, then, then China's going to hold the assets, um, all the real yeah. estate assets. Yeah. They'll hold the debt, too, but they'll just mm-hmm. make that go away. And that's scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. But with that said, if you hold real estate free and clear, you hold that asset. Exactly. And even if that dollar changes, to, no matter to what it is. Right. It'll right? have a value. It'll have a value. To the yin and yang or whatever yeah. we're going to call this thing. Exactly. Right. So it'll it's, have a valuation. A hundred percent. So yeah. it's, it's wild. I've been watching, you know, a lot of these very wealthy people in elites, if you would, buy mass amounts of property. And I've thought to myself, why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. If you are going to have a transition of currency, you want to put all of your money or your depleting currency into an asset that's going to hold the value so that when that asset or that currency changes from one thing to another, you can now cash out and now be wealthy in that new currency. Because if you have those American dollars in your pocket and it goes to zero, right. you have nothing. nothing. But if you have it in an asset, gold, silver, real estate, things that so they're not making the, any more of. Right. So the three assets we both agree on is gold, silver, and real estate. Is that it? 100%. Yeah. Anything you can tangibly hold and that they aren't necessarily making any more of. Right. You know, and that's the thing that I look at is burying myself into those things that will still hold a value, mm-hmm. you know, that that no matter what change happens, will still be worth. It may go up. It may go down a little bit. Right. But it'll always hold value. Well, and then it'll also, if you do it into real estate, it'll give you a cash flow. 100%. You know, and it may be in the Tanzanian currency, whatever they're exactly. going to make up, but there'll be cash flow from that. 100%. You know, there'll be there'll be an exchange. Yes. Yeah. And that's where, that's what is, is exciting to me. But the thing that, that's scary is that a lot of people don't even look at that. 
you know, and most people look at their homes. That's the, the, the biggest investment that they will ever make. Right. You know, and so you've got trapped equity in a lot of these positions and in homes and things like that. And, you know, Texas, Florida, we've got homestead laws and we're able to take HELOCs out on our properties and be able to use that money in different ways to either, per, you know, purchase. Well, as long producing. as there's a solvent banking system. Exactly. You know, the day Chase Morgan goes down. I mean, you know, I own a mortgage company. Yep. Like, you know that for 23 years. And Chase is probably our biggest servicer. Yeah. Who we sell to on the secondary market. Wow. So then what happens? I know. Well, I truly, it, I think it, even if they go down, they're just going to pop back up under a different currency. Because they're one and, of the biggest. And, and some foreign government is going to bail them out. I mean, to me, that'll be the Chinese's easiest play to get into the American. Because what's uh -huh. happening, like Sarah Huckabee and God bless her, and some of these other places, you know, they're not allowing the Chinese to come in and buy anymore. Mm -hmm. So what's the quickest way for Chinese to come in and take a foothold in this country yep. is own the debt. Or, and own the asset. They own the no, asset. No, that's, that's 100%. And a lot of easy FHA peasy. loans. Yeah, a lot of FHA loans are, are basically backed by oh, yeah. Chinese dollars. Well, you know? but if Chase Morgan becomes, like, we're really conspiracy people yeah. here. But, you know, I saw uh, President Trump last night talking, and he said, nobody messed with us when I was president. He said, true. China, um, what Russia, you, Rocket Man, whatever he yep. called him. Yep. Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, I used yep. to talk to these people. Yeah. And he said, he said, he goes, he goes, of course, I'm nice to the guy who has all of the all the nuclear weapons. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I be? But I'll yeah. tell you what, he didn't mess with me. Well, and the thing is, is it goes back to there is common ground. Yeah. Again, you don't have to agree with everything no. nationwide, but you have to have common ground. And they had common ground. There were things that they didn't want. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's going to be real interesting. But the other thing, too, to bring up is now that the Bitcoin ETF is out there. Right. And BlackRock's got a hold of that. Does that get juiced? You know, I this morning, you know, even after the announcement yesterday, this morning I kind of watched it. And then Bitcoin started just skyrocketing um, along with all the other cryptos. This morning they just went through the roof. And now they've come down a little bit, but they're still higher than they were the day before. And I right. think they're only going to continue to go higher. So since BlackRock's got their hands in almost every single thing in America, yep. I wonder if that's going to slide in. And more importantly, they've got their hands on the real estate. Exactly. You know, they made 48% of the single family purchases last year. That is insane. I mean, they're, I mean, they're doing everything they can do to end home ownership because that's our only asset. Mm -hmm. Because they want to take that away from you. They yep. don't want, they want you us to, to be power. a, they want us to be a country of renters, a country mm -hmm. of people that have to fall into line. Yeah. Right. You put on your mask, you take your vaccine, you do this, you do that, you do this, mm -hmm. you do that. Because we own your house. Exactly. You will not have a place to live. Yeah. Yeah. You know, did Why you... does this happen every time I talk to you? I don't know. We just, <laughs> we'll, we'll sit there and do this for hours. It's so depressing. You know? I know. Oh. But the only thing you can do is kind of hedge that, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day is try to figure out ways to oppose or as a country come together to oppose this because we're we're, we're not going to come numbers. together as a country to oppose it unfortunately unfortunately I think our country not. is so divided um that i don't think that's the way to do it mm -hmm. well i don't know if it's not the way to do it but i think that every you know we you and i both believe in personal responsibility yes i don't expect you to pay my bills you yep. know you know i'm you're not paying my bills i'm not paying your bills yep. right we're entrepreneurs um but people have to take personal responsibility in this country. They need to listen to this podcast and go, okay, I hear what these two are saying. Mm -hmm. You need to go. You need to do the research to understand that what we're saying is true. Mm -hmm. And then you need to start investing in real estate as fast as you can. Exactly. As exactly. fast as you ever live in can. Well, and that it, 
it's a logical thing, right? And, and not all people are logical. You know, some people don't think with logic, they think with feelings. And unfortunately, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. Right. But investing in something that has limited supply right. will always have value. Right. That's as simple as you can make it, right? Right. And in real estate's always that always that game. All millionaires and billionaires have massive real estate portfolios. 90% of the wealth in this country, this is a fact I got from Sharon Lecter, co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, 90% of real estate in this country was either made, let me see, 90% of wealth in this country was either made in real estate and 90% of it is the wealth is held in real estate. Mm-hmm. So there's that 10%, you made it in the stock yeah. market, you made it on an exit, you made it here, you mm-hmm. made it there, but 90% is real estate. Yeah. And what does that tell you? It's one of the safest bets you can have. That's right. As long you as know? you're playing the long game. A hundred percent. And that's that's your safe bet. Your 401k is not your safe bet. No. I can't you even know? look at my 401k right now. It's insane, mm-hmm. you know. And to think that some of that stuff can't be manipulated, if that's what you it's think. a million percent manipulated. Hands down, yeah. you know. And I bet the, mar- the market's been doing okay in, in comparison to the past two years. And I think the market will continue to go up because we're in an election year. Right. You know, look what we did. And we're going to bring interest rates down. But forget and we- about what we've done the last three exactly. years. Exactly. But Americans have such a short sight, right? Mm-hmm. They don't remember that, you know, you go to McDonald's now and that cheeseburger is $12.50. Not that I eat at McDonald's. But just a big example. Yes, you know, of, of, of what we're paying for items. Now, I just I did a, another podcast this morning, and, and that's why I said I said prices are never going down. Understand mm-hmm. that that twelve dollar and fifty cent hamburger, they're going to stay there because it's been tested. Yeah, and it worked. And it worked. And you know, and their cost of goods might even go down, mm-hmm. but they're not going to go down because they can get that from the American consumer. And they've proved it. So I wouldn't lower my prices either. No, why? Why would you? That yeah. the market's been tested and it's been proven at that point. Exactly. And if you have proof and concept, you just keep going. You just keep going. You know. But what it did prove is that, like much other thing or many other things, is people are easy to persuade and people are easy to coax. It doesn't matter what it is. If we say it, it's true, yeah. and you know, you just need to follow behind. And we live in such a country of convenience, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to drive through and get my cheeseburger. Okay, it was. Five dollars a year ago, it's twelve fifty now. Oh well. Yep. Oh well. Yeah. Here's the money, but more importantly, here's my credit card. Mm-hmm. And you know, credit card debt is at, you know, so home equity is at an all time high in this country right now. The average American has forty eight percent equity. Holy it's cow! Kind of an interesting stat. I didn't know that. Yep. So all time high, which is why we will not see oh eight or oh nine again. But flip to that is credit card debt is at an all time high. Wow. Why? Because it's just, well, here's my credit card. I'll mm-hmm. take three of those hamburgers. Now it's $37. Yeah. You know, I may not have it in my bank account, but I got it on my chase card. Yep. So take my credit card. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's true though. You know, we were, we were grocery shopping the other day and just the prices of everything, milk and of course eggs, yes. you know, all that stuff is just outrageous. Yes. You know, it's kind of funny. We had a, uh, we look. We always look at the price of beef. We we have a, a a cow slaughter once a year, and you know that's we get grass fed, grass finished beef from from a buddy of mine in Fredericksburg. Right. And you know it's it's half wagyu, half brangus, phenomenal stuff. And it came out this last time. We just got one about a month ago. It came out to five eighty a pound. And even in looking, that's what you know the the nasty ground beef. It, at the local supermarkets going yeah. for, you know, and I look yeah. at that and it, inflation is real. Yeah. You know, it's very real. 
every time somehow the White House is in my Instagram feed. I do not know how. <laughs> do not follow them. Yeah. Have not in three years. Um, you know, but you know, bragging about Bidenomics and how I'm just like, I'm just like I don't know what they're watching. People? But that goes. But but you have to go read the comments. Everybody blows him. I, I have never seen a good comment in the White House feed. Yeah. I almost go read it sometimes just so I can have faith again in America. Right. I'm like, okay, these are my people. They get it. They get it. They understand. They understand. This is a this is the master lie of the universe. A hundred percent. And yeah. it's that's the thing that's just so disparaging is you look at that and you go. Where were your 80 million votes? <laughs> they're not on your feed. I know, right? <laughs> These and people hate you. <laughs> I know. And there becomes a point where they have to turn comments off here and yeah. there. But just the, the thought that they can come out and state that and that there's individuals that actually believe that. Yeah. Blows me away. Yeah. You know, I did a, a, a video about January 6th and people were like, oh, where's your proof? Where's this? And in the little segmented uh, real, I even said there's videos, there's thousands of hours of videos, you know, there's, there's sworn testimony, there's this, there's that. And the people still were saying, where's your proof? And it's like, don't be lazy, get off your ass, even Google at this point, right? Even though they still can I manipulate saw that what video. you I'm see. I'm super surprised that, that that one didn't get flagged. Yeah, no, it's, you know, what's funny is I had one on TikTok get pulled. And it was about, but it didn't get pulled off uh, Instagram. And it was about um, COVID. And it was about the, the you movie. Know, China owns TikTok. So yeah. they just pulled it because you were probably saying bad things about them. Well, but it was about that movie died suddenly. Oh, and about yes. how the morticians and why isn't this out? And why haven't we seen more of this? And why don't we hear more from them? I mean, it was within a half an hour. Boom. For false stuff. Yeah, but you know, you have to wonder. They're, watch, they're the ones shadow banning you in China. Mm-hmm. It's a Chinese company. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And, and then you, do you remember when they turned Twitter back on? Yes. Or they turned Trump back on Twitter? Yes. And the video came up immediately t- telling people, do not go do this. Yes. So yep. ha- make me understand how he incited yep. violence. Well, and he was on Twitter saying, do not do this. Yeah. And any other quote unquote insurrection that's happened in the past. And there have people been a few have, of them last it, few years. Yeah. Well, and several just over the period of the presidency and the conception of the United States, it's been burned. People have come in with weapons. There were no weapons. Right. You know, I was talking about it earlier today. You've got sweet grandmas that are in jail for 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 why is why is nobody talking about it? It's just insane. Where is grandma? Like where are these people? I know. On top of it, where's Kamala Harris and her funds to get people out, much like the funds that she raised for BLM guys right. and, and rioters to get them out of jail to help pay for their bail? Where, where is she? But really, where have you seen her lately at all? I haven't seen her at all. I don't know where she is. Mm-mm. She's hiding somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's just real interesting. Usually you see her little cackling hen yeah. somewhere just kick, 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 She's somewhere. somewhere out there. Yeah, yeah but I, I haven't heard or seen her in quite a while. Yeah. You know, I saw the stuff from it was I don't know what it was, but it was um, oh, it was New Year's Eve and all mm-hmm. these comments saying that, that Joe Biden's had a facelift. Have you seen those? No. Yeah. Yeah. Really? They must have pulled the mask a little tighter. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Just pulled it back a little bit. That'd be kind of fun, though. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's just it's just it's so interesting. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm a, such a student of politics and, and, and you know, and I've gone back and I've looked and there's never been as much dissension in this country. Hundred percent, as there is now. Yeah, and it's so polarized. Mm-hmm. You're either a Republican or you're a Democrat. And I'm like, okay, last time I checked, I'm an American. Hands down. 
And, 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 you know, I don't, I do not call myself a Republican anymore because mm-hmm. I'm so disgusted with so many of the Republicans exactly. that I'm not a Republican yeah, anymore. I am a conservative, right. you know, I've got conservative values and I'm an entrepreneur and I believe in America first, mm-hmm. but that, is, but, but I'm not a Republican Yeah, because you know, I'm just not. Yeah. And so why, I mean, I, I just don't understand like why people can't come together and we'll say we're all Americans. We have to save this country. Mm-hmm. Whether you voted on the right, you voted on the left. You know, you made a mistake and voted for Biden. Just own it. Come mm-hmm. on, come back, come yeah. back to the center, and let's get this country back on track again. Yeah. And while I think that we're still very divided, the thing that's very interesting, especially on my videos, I've gotten way more comments of support than negative, which brings some faith back, right? Um, and I I know that we're definitely told that there's a ton of division, which there still is a great deal, but I don't think it's as great as we're being told. Right. And a lot of that's even in looking at other videos and comments and things like that about, you know, positivity and America first and conservatism and, and, and gun rights and things like that. There's a ton of people out there that support, you know, and it's always been the silent majority, but I think they're speaking up more now than ever. But it needs to be even more so. And why do we have to be silent if, if if we love our country and we want what's best? Exactly. We want to save our country. We want to save our children. We want to save the families. We want to save our economy. We want to save business. We want to be able to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you have why to? Why are ex- we canceled for that? Yeah. Why do you have to explain why uh, pedophilia is bad. Right. Why do you have to justify that? You know, some of these things are just, it, they're mind-blowing to me. Yeah. You know, there's right and there's wrong. Period. And it's... End of story. It's just brainwashing. And right and wrong is not being a Republican or a Democrat. No. It's, it's just, just being right who you are and, 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 you know, when we live in a country that we live a good life in America. Yes. You know, I love America. Mm-hmm. I love the life I live. I, you know, I've traveled around the world. I, there's most countries I've traveled to, I wouldn't live in if my life depended on it. Mm-hmm. They're fun to visit. I love to go look at the historic this or that, but I wouldn't live there. Yes. You know? Exactly. But I also don't see their citizens of those countries, I don't see them rising up against their country. Mm-mm. Now, there are several here and there that we don't necessarily see and, and or hear about, you know. Mm. You've had some stuff happen in Italy and things like that, but with... With the new leadership there, you know, attaching laws like uh, no GMOs, um, everything's got to be fresh there. You know, right. it's a crime to sell something that's been genetically modified Gee, imagine, in Italy. <clears throat> How awesome. Me, imagine the government trying to protect their people. I know. Right. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You know, and, and it goes back to you and I have talked about this before. It's amazing to me that there's certain products that we have in the U.S. that most countries ban. Like this bottle of water that I'm about to take a drink. There's, I just saw 10 times more plastic in it. That just came out the other day, and I'm sitting here drinking it. I know. It's, it's, I left my Stanley cup at the house. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> quite the debate nowadays. I know. Yeah. I know. But even back to the market, um, it's going to be interesting over the next couple months to truly see what, what pans out. You know, um, do, you, do you have any reach or thoughts on the commercial market? Well, it's going it, to, the commercial market is 100% tied to prime rate and to lending. Absolutely. And to, and to debt. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if it doesn't pencil, people aren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. End of story. So if the debt is so high, even though the market is depressed, but the debt's so high, it doesn't cash flow. I mean, I'm not going to go buy an office building, are you? Yep. No, but what I think a great reuse would be is you've got all these tall skyscrapers everywhere. You go in, you Make them gut them. 
making condos. You've yeah. got the infrastructure there. Yeah. Why would you not do that? It'd be a great reuse if we've got if we've got an influx of, of inventory that we need to produce. Right. You've already got it on the ground. Yeah. You just redo it. Yeah. That's what I think may start happening. Yeah. Is in, I in think some in of these Austin, buildings. I feel like someone's doing that in Austin right now. It may be. Yeah. I need to look are, into I've that. read about that. Yeah. But no, that is that is the rework of those buildings. And it makes total sense because yeah. then you're reusing. I think about the building that we're in right here. I was telling mm-hmm. you, 30, you know, 28 years ago, I used to bring my daughter to cheerleading here. Yeah. This, yep. you know, this was a cheer station. And now look at what it is, right? Yeah. It's a gym. It's, it's your offices. It's a pot. It's a social, it's a social scene. Exactly. Right? So this building was repurposed mm-hmm. for something that would cash flow much better than cheerleading. Yep. So I think every building, you know, I think every building's got a story and I think every building should be repurposed. A hundred percent. And then you still breed life into that building, you right. know. And into the community. Which brings me full circle to the entire thing that real estate will always be king. Right. From an asset base. Right. You know. Right. And it's just it, it's just how do you use that asset? How do you utilize mm-hmm. that asset? Right. And so what is the you know, and that's what I tell my investors. You know, when we look at something, especially commercially, I'm like, okay, I want you to think about what is the highest and best use of this asset? Mm-hmm. And if we're not going to use it highest and best use, we need to go find a different asset. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, period. End of story. So I think that that's something that's missed a lot of times in real estate. In speculation and investing is highest and best use, highest and best use. There's a reason that that's that's a whole thing, you know. Exactly. Well, and especially in in, in the city of Austin, you know, we just have gone through a, a recent code change, which is going to take effect February fifth. Oh, do tell. Oh yes. Yeah. So in most, the worst. no, it's it's great for investors and developers, and while done correctly, can be great for the neighborhoods. Okay, we're talking about the city of Austin, though, so it probably will not I be know. done correctly. Well, but. and I'm going to tell you how they put their little crummy hands in this whole thing, too. So now in areas that only allowed you to build one home, you can now build up to three homes. Okay, I've heard that, but I heard it was only in East Austin. No, this is throughout any single-family zoned lot in Austin. You can do this on with the exception of if you've got an HOA or there's certain things like that that would restrict you from that. But what does that leave? You know, you've got, you know, your larger lot areas, Allendale, Terrytown, mm-hmm. 15 to 20,000 square foot lots. Can you imagine if you could put three homes that are 1,800 to 2,400 square foot, three stories tall? Um, oh, it just sounds like Tonka toys to me. It does. However, from our aspect and and our income producing type deal that is huge so are these full homes or these like adus full homes so what they did was um you still have impervious coverage and in most cases they've gotten away with um they've they've taken the mcmansion code away so now you don't have mcmansion you can build up to three homes on a lot now you're going to have people that do this and do this the wrong way do it downtown on a six thousand square foot lot which is the dumbest thing in the world you need space. Well, so when I heard about this, they were, it was on talk radio, and they were saying, well, that was the city council's way of helping these homeowners uh, create cash flow mm-hmm. to offset the higher property taxes. And I thought, mm-hmm. that is so screwed up. It's going to cost them hundreds and thousands of dollars to build these properties. Exactly. Well, and on top of it now, as a builder, if you go into an area and want to add another house, and I've got to add a water meter, um, do a new sewer tap, add electrical. Mm-hmm. I've got to pay for the upgrades and service. So I started thinking about this. I'm a stakeholder with when it comes to a lot of these things with the city of Austin, my opinion gets asked. They 
kind of take my comments and throw them to the back burner. But my thought was, I see what you're doing, and they're selling this by means of they're saying it's it's going to bring back affordability. Right. It's not. No. In the beginning, it will be a little more affordable until the market catches up. But what the city's getting out of this and what the utility companies are getting out of this is new infrastructure that they don't have to pay for. But who owns? Okay, so let's just say I own a, you know, a big lot. I own the house in the front and I own the lot. And then I build two houses back here. I own those houses and I would just use them for rental properties. I could not section them off and sell them. You can condo them. Condo them. Through the county. Condo regime. 100%. And you can sell them individually. Much like we do now. Right. Now we just added another structure. Right. But with that said, again, going back to the utility aspect in downtown, you know, we had to replace a water line for the entire block. To be able to service what we built. At Nash? Yes. Now, can you imagine this is going to be happening a lot? So now they're going to lean on you to replace their infrastructure. Bingo. And (laughs) raise their tax base. Because if you have three houses on a million-dollar lot, call it, the appreciation of those houses is going to happen at a much higher rate than a single-family home. Or wow. even two homes. Right. So for them to hide behind the guise of, oh, we're doing it for affordability right. is ridiculous. Right. They're getting new infrastructure, brand new. And even though they claim that uh, Austin Energy is not in the back pocket of the city of Austin, that's a lie. It's a monopoly. Right. Um, sim- very similar with, with Austin Water. So now they got all u- all brand new utilities to use that they can charge you for and tax you for. And... On top of that, the county comes in and now can make a higher tax base. Unbelievable. So, but it's affordability. We're going to take advantage of that. Just like anything else, there's there's yourself walking down, having people walk down the street in these big neighborhoods, knocking on the door saying, hey, I want to put two houses in your backyard. Or just I want to buy it because that's what I'm doing. I'm buying consecutive lots. So if I can get a 15,000 square foot lot in Allendale and if I can get the one next to it, I'm putting six houses down. And, and then will you do a condo regime? A hundred percent. Okay. I'll do a common drive down the middle. Okay. I'll sell half of them and keep half of them for long-term rentals, take my basis to nothing, and portfolio them. Wow. So February 5th is coming up, and that's when you can submit your first set of plans for this new code. Hmm. So there's certain things that they're still tweaking and working out, but February 5th is... So, of course, the, I'm, I'm in the nefarious. What, what, what is the bad thing that's going to happen from that? Neighborhoods are going to get mad. And mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, there's a tasteful way to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the McMansion code is brought into Austin because it took a couple builders taking advantage of the code to make everybody mad, you mm-hmm. know, and there's a tasteful way to do these things. And I'm going to look at them as micro neighborhoods and little micro communities built into neighborhoods. I don't want them directly on top of each other. I don't, I understand that it's a density thing. Density needs to happen in downtown proper. Full believer of that. As soon as you get, Allendale's still downtown-ish, right? Mm -hmm. But you've got more land. Mm -hmm. And you can do a tasteful three-house thing in a neighborhood, especially like So chances are you you would just bulldoze the first house and start over Hands down. Okay. Okay. Just 100% better. Yeah. And then so that way you build a little micro-neighborhood. You create your own Hmm. environment, your own Well, that's something I want to invest in. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty interesting come next couple months. And we've got a couple that we're looking at now, and we've already got, you know, plans going. So we've got an architect that was very— And do you have people that are wanting to sell? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would think some of these people are like, I'm going to hold on to this because, you know— Yeah. Well, and there's something else to be said that we can talk about a little bit 
outside of this off camera that, uh, <laughs> that that we've got some ways about that as well okay so you know it, you, you've got an individual that's been in a home for years in an area that they love but they're in an old home there's something we'll we can do one. about it yeah absolutely build them a new one Yep. With their two best friend neighbors. Exactly. Interesting. So, and then coming back, you know, still doing raised gardens for them so that they can grow their own food. You know, we want to mesh community. We want to bring people together like it was in the olden days, if mm -hmm. you would, you know, versus the days where you pull up to your house, you pull in your garage and you close your garage door and you don't know your neighbors. We want to bring community back. So we're involved in something that you got us involved in. Yes. So I'm very excited about. Yes. Please tell me about it. So I was in Scottsdale about three weeks ago with my team. Mm -hmm. We've got a big team in Scottsdale. And one of the gals on my team, Christine Cothran, is the secretary of the Republican Party of awesome. Arizona. Awesome. And so she said, hey, let's have breakfast tomorrow morning. Let's catch up. And I said, I want you to bring Carrie Lake. And so literally, Mike, she picks up her phone and she starts texting. And she's like, yeah, Carrie will meet us there at first watch. Wow. And Carrie spent an hour and a half with us. Now, we're Texans. Like, why would she come to breakfast with us? Yeah. You know, she's just that person. She wants to save America. Um, she's running for U.S. Senate okay. in Arizona, and she's an amazing lady. And her team, she asked me personally if um, I would do a fundraiser for her in Texas. Awesome. So, so February 15th, you're on the host committee. Yes. You in Bristol. Very excited. And uh, February 15th, we're holding a fundraiser for Carrie Lake in Round Rock, Texas, kind of in the middle. Yep. And she's flying in, and she's going to give us her vision for America. Now, she did not say this to me, but I'm going to tell you, I believe that she'll run for president in the next 10 years. I think she'd be tremendous. She'd be a tremendous president. You know. So I think that she's going in in the Senate. She's going to get her feet wet. And then I think that, I, I think she's like a Trump in the fact that she builds that kind of coalition behind her. Mm -hmm. Carrie's one of those, you love her or you hate her, but there's mm -hmm. nothing to hate about her. Yeah. She loves God. She loves her family. She loves her country. She's willing to put it all on the line to try to save Arizona. Arizona's in a, just a world of hurt. Yeah. She ran for governor of Arizona. Um, and Arizona's got a worse border problem than we do. It is. If, bad. I mean, if, if that's even imaginable, mm -hmm. but it is. And, you know, they've got all kinds of issues. And so, um, and I said, why do you do this? Like, you could go do anything. I mean, she's just so amazing in, mm -hmm. in person. And she said, because I love my country, number one, foremost. And I'm willing to put it all on the line. So we're going to do a two-hour, very intimate, you know, 50, 60 people. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of a fireside chat with Carrie Lake in person, wow. February 15th. It's going to be unbelievable. I'm oh, super excited about that. I know Bristol is as well. We've got family and friends that will end up coming to this as well. Yes. And we can post a little we bit more information. Yes. Um, well, you're on the host committee, so I, I expect you to post. I know. We're posting. Yes. We're posting. Excellent. Well, I appreciate it again very yeah, much. Yeah, absolutely. Always fun.